Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4 to 6% range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I've got Frank Hanna Jr. on the show. He's a private wealth advisor. He's got a passion for helping individuals build wealth. After running successful family establishments in the restaurant and hospitality industry, he made a bold transition into finance that I'm excited to go over today. He's driven by a desire of fulfillment and a recognized gap in the industry. I'm, I'm, I've, I can see this gap. I know it's there. From estate planning to business succession and wealth management, Frank's captivating presence, deep industry knowledge, and committed commitment to improve clients' financial well-being. He's going to make a lasting impact. Frank, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Brandon. I would have come down there to Nashville if I knew uh, that's where you were filming. Hey, put your cowboy boots on. Come (laughs) honky-tonking with us, man. It's year-round. It doesn't stop down here. Yeah, I love it, man. Love it. Well, I'm excited. We got a chance to chat briefly on the show about your background. So you're a private wealth advisor. And what I really like about you is you're, you've got this, this differentiation that not a lot of wealth advisors have. Most of the time, in my experience, wealth advisors are usually these financial advisors. They've got certain licenses and they are pushing regulated securities. And so a lot of what we do in kind of my world is the alternative uh, asset investing class, you know, syndications, real estate, multifamily, uh, development. And a lot of financial advisors are very, very against that because they come up and they grew up in this world where it's regulated securities, stocks and bonds. You know, that's it. Anything other than that, it's it's not regulated. There's too much risk. You know, don't do it. And so you've got this really differentiated approach where you do both worlds. So I want to kind of get into that. But before we do, for those in the audience that don't know you, can you give us some context on your background and tell us a little story about how you got to where you are today? Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I um I'm in my mid forties and, uh, I grew up in the, uh, restaurant hospitality business. My father had done that for a long time. And we, um, at one time or another had about 15 different restaurants. But when I was, you know, probably in my mid teens, we had, you know, slimmed it down to probably three or four restaurants. But for all my life, that's what I was told I was going to do when I was going to be ultra successful. And I was a damn fool if I was going to do anything else. 
Yeah. Uh, but at about 30, I realized that I didn't have the passion for that. And although we were successful, um, it just wasn't satisfying. We had um, dabbled in some real estate and we had done some single family homes. And then we did some, you know, kind of uh, custom, you know, single family home developments. We ended up selling out of those, doing 1031 exchanges and slowly built a portfolio that accumulated, um, you know, at now, you know, a couple hundred million dollars worth of assets. And we have everything from student housing to self-storage to um, multifamily communities, single tenant, triple net lease, kind of up and down the um, East Coast. So we had done that. Um, I When I made my move at 30, that was a still growing asset. But I, um, I kind of identified a void in the marketplace and said, hey, listen, I felt like salespeople were coming at us at any, you know, every direction and everybody's product was the best fit. But I felt like there was a lack of independent, objective advice. And I knew a lot of successful entrepreneurs and I knew how fast they moved. And I said, hey, if I can do this, capture some of my relationships and offer a service that I thought was really unique, people would gravitate to it. Um, so we kind of said, hey, look, we, we've got some really good knowledge in real estate the tax benefits, how that works. Um, you know, we had some, we had done some, you know, high level, sophisticated estate tax trust planning. So we had some knowledge there. And then, um, you know, we knew a lot in the kind of, you know, 1031 exchange consulting space. So we said, Hey, let's, let's build this thing, make ourselves unique in the space and give our clients, um, a wide menu of options and really give them you know, a process driven deliverable versus a product driven deliverable. And whether you love the stock market, the bond market, you love real estate, or you just want some really quality advice, we've got it for you. So just to recap, because this is, this is very, very important. Historically, most wealth advisors, private advisors, financial advisors, they're pushing regulated securities, which is a very, very small bucket. It's, it's it, a lot of it's stocks and bonds. You might have some annuities in there, et cetera. But what you saw was that's not the biggest picture. There's this alternative investing class that deserves a spot in a portfolio, even though it's not regulated. And especially with the 1031 tax exchange opportunity, great vehicle to postpone taxes and build wealth. You saw an opportunity to help add those things to your your clients and offer something that most private wealth advisors, financial advisors don't offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you hit the nail on the head. So although I, I I believe in the stock market and we own stocks and you know funds in the market and we own bonds, you know, that you don't get all the tax benefits of investing in those things like you would mm -hmm. with real estate. Yeah. So we we basically took our knowledge and and captured and and reached out to some of our relationships and said, Hey, let's, let's, you know, put together some really high level, sophisticated deals where we take on a lot of the risk developing those assets or purchasing in those assets. And let's package them in a way that we can offer them to the smaller investor. So for that type of client that needs some tax benefits, some tax shelter, and maybe has interest in real estate, but doesn't know where to start, I've got a wide menu of options that you can plug into and get some predictable monthly tax favored income. 
Um, but for the same token, some people don't like real estate and we can offer them the more traditional investing, you know, investable assets. So we've, you know, we've, we've kind of taken that, you know, objective approach. And I, I don't, I'm not a big believer of being a pushy sales guy. We want to educate the client, give them options, you know, list out advantages, disadvantages of everything and let them pick and let them, you know, be at peace with the decision they come to with what they want to invest in. I want to jump into y'all's, how y'all differentiated with your offerings regarding 1031 exchanges. And if you own real estate right now and you've either done a 1031 exchange before or you you know that you're going to do it, you need to listen to this because, and for those who listen and, and don't know what a 1031 exchange is, it's when you own a piece of real estate, usually outright, like very, very few people use their 1031 exchanges and do deals with other people. It's it's a very, very complex um a lot of uh there's just a lot of navigation to be able to use your 1031 exchange to invest with like co-gps and syndication so most people are using a 1031 exchange for property that they own and when you sell that property you're going to pay capital gains tax on it yep. but the government has incentivized people to say hey if you sell that property and you realize all this gain and you roll it into another piece of real estate you can postpone paying the taxes so you can keep snowballing your investment into this whatever real estate vehicle that that you want usually a lot of people to do single family properties but here's where it gets interesting historically it is it is a to be able to 1031 it into a syndication in other words invest with other investors or a sponsor and use your 1031 exchange the amount of paperwork and legal fees is absolutely it, it, it's expensive it's very difficult to do and frank's firm has figured out how to legally do that so you now have options available to you. If you're thinking about doing a 1031 exchange and you're tired of the headaches of managing your own property or you can't find another single family property, et cetera, to roll it into, you need to listen what Frank is about to say because they can now offer syndicated opportunities to 1031 exchanges that most other sponsors can't offer because they have not navigated the legal loopholes to do this. So with that being said, Frank, can you tell us a little bit on how y'all were able to figure out offering the 1031 exchange vehicle to for y'all's syndication opportunities yeah absolutely one thing i'll i'll say before i dive down that one uh brandon is for my my spectrum of clients from the guys that are on the younger side of things 30s 40s like brandon and i were still young right up to the right. guys, guys and gals in their 70s and 80s the ones that the the ultra wealthy the ultra successful did these 1031 exchanges over and over and over again and they never realized the taxes and the amount of wealth they have accumulated is is mind-blowing so give that consideration for you younger real estate investors that you know taxes matter and that deferral is impactful so with that being said um the 1031 exchange has been around for 100 years there's something called a delaware statutory trust it's evolved over time it used to be like a tenants in common tick type deal but in 2004 um the irs allowed for um this delaware statutory trust concept to qualify for the 1031 exchange criteria and it's a essentially a, a separate legal entity that's created under delaware statutory law that allows for people to do a 1031 tax deferred exchange and invest in this trust 
they and, and and receive a fractional undivided interest proportionate to the overall size of the deal um and it qualifies for the 1031 exchange for whatever reason most people are unaware of it or they have a misunderstanding but you can sell your piece of hard real estate do a complete tax deferred exchange and follow that same same guideline where you have to hire a qualified intermediary identified by 45 days settle before the total of 180 days but you can invest in these syndicated deals that are in this delaware statutory trust or dst tax wrapper and it accomplishes the same thing you get a monthly tax favored um income that's attractive you get the appreciation potential you get the tax benefits that you would if you owned real estate outright so you get to uh participate in depreciation you can deduct amortization on loans all the all the benefits of owning real estate outright while also ridding yourself of the headaches of property management so i'd say most people that are taking advantage of this are you know uh been in the game for a little bit so maybe they're you know 50s 60s 70s 80s it's not for the house flipper type person um but you know the current environment that we're in it's never been more popular i think they said 10 billion dollars went into these delaware statutory trusts last year um and it's been rapidly uh increasing so we we kind of took our relationships and our real estate knowledge and kind of vetted the marketplace across the country and said who are the best players with the longest you know longest track record best track record how can we work with them to put these deals together that we have a ton of confidence in and offer them down to the investor level um, where they can come in and get an attractive income and get all the same benefits that we're all trying to get by investing in real estate but um you know that first and foremost they don't want to pay the capital gains taxes that that's why you'd look at a 1031 exchange and then um you know that this is this is an alternative to your traditional exchange yeah, it's it's leveraging the use of the 1031 benefits into these larger syndications, which most sponsors who offer these larger syndications into multifamily, industrial, commercial, office, space, retail, et cetera, can't yeah. offer because they haven't they haven't figured out, I guess, the Dela uh, the Delaware statutory trust. And you said that it is it is capable of getting the depreciation as well. If you're doing a 1031, then yep. you can capture that depreciation as well. Absolutely. Yep. It all passes through. So same thing, uh, depreciation, if there's a you know value add component to the deal and we're reinvesting in the real estate and it creates, you know, a tax shelter or a loss on paper per se, um, you know, you, you may get a, you know, five, six, 7% income stream that might feel more like eight nine or ten percent of your tax bracket due to the you know due to the tax shelter who do you um, notice that this vehicle is really really good for is there a particular like target that you've noticed in your experience with your existing client base that this really works for yeah so it's it, like it's probably best for that client that's been in the game for a long time right they've made a lot of money in real estate and they're just they're just running out of energy right yeah. and they they know they don't want to pay the cap gains taxes they want some financial freedom in their life and they don't realize that hey for one you can do a tax deferred exchange um and then two you know the, a lot of the pushback is hey i don't want to sell my asset and go chase another asset that i've got to manage and most people are unaware that you can do this maneuver into a passive role so first and foremost it's definitely the 
a client that's been in the game for a while, but we get a lot of people that get stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? So they've sold, they're under contract to sell their asset and they can't find a replacement property and they're scrambling and they don't want to be on the hook for the taxes. So they use us as like a backup plan yeah. or, or maybe, you know, they sold a $2 million property. They found a million dollar replacement property and they don't want to pay the tax on the additional million that boot they'll use us for the boot or to complement the deal yeah or, that's a and and right now i'll add one last thing brandon with the higher financing costs right now so people are doing exchanges paying off their two or three percent mortgage and they don't realize they've got to go back and get another mortgage from the bank who doesn't want to talk to you right now and if they do do want to talk to you they they want you to pay seven plus percent in a mortgage um, those people will come to us because a lot of our deals have prepackaged debt that, and the terms are much more favorable than you or I can go get on our own. Why is that? Tell us a little bit about, you know, who you're partnering with when it comes to these deals. Cause I know institutional money is always able to get more favorable terms than yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's size, scale, flexibility, track record. We know, you know, they know our, us and our partners are going to pay our bills. So they'll give us more flexible terms. Um, and a lot of the deals, again, take some time to get in motion. So a lot of the deals we're presenting to the marketplace right now, we've kind of been in having dialogue with the banks over the last few years. So we've already kind of said, Hey, we've got th this deal at, you know, three or 4% financing. Um, but our, our deals are kind of already have the debt baked in, which a lot of people like, right? So if you've got somebody that has to replace a loan, we can match up their their debt with one of our deals. The loan to value on our deals is simply there to match up their debt. It's it's non-recourse. You don't have to personally qualify for it. It doesn't have to go in your balance sheet, and it's strictly there to make the loan to value numbers fit, you know fit and match up for your ten thirty one exchange. That's. That's huge. So not only are you getting the 1031 benefits, but you're investing alongside, you know, institutional capital. So, you know, yep. your, your money is going into these much larger deals alongside these institutional players that are kind of getting like a discount for buying in bulk, sort of based on yep. how much capital is being placed. You get favorable financing, right? So yep. that's, that's a big, big piece of it. I'm curious, these clients that you have, that have been, you know, doing this 1031 exchange strategy, just keeping, just rolling over all the gains into bigger and bigger uh, properties and real estate and foregoing the taxes. Is there an end strategy in mind or are you just saying, hey, you know, if it's, if you're just kind of at the point where you don't want to do it anymore and you want to, you want to take some of your money out that you just, you, you end up, you know, eventually biting the tax bullet or are there any like strategies that, you can transition it to like your kids or something to not make the, the capital gains hurt as much when you do finally uh, stop rolling the snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So um, a lot of people have a misunderstanding with that, right? So they're maybe they're getting older and they're saying, Hey, I was going to do a 1031 exchange, but I don't want to buy another property or do another deal because I've eventually got to pay the tax, right? Well, no, you don't have to. So the way the tax law is written right now is if you pass away with that real estate, and this is this works the same way with stocks and artwork and other assets, you get a step up in basis. 
So for those clients that don't need that capital, if you need the money in retirement, it's a different story. You've got to touch it, spend it. But if you don't, don't need the money and you die or pass away with that asset, the kids get a step up in basis to the current date of death value, meaning that the kids could, could essentially sell the asset one day after the passing of your parents and pay little to no taxes. So the end game for my wealthy clients, they want no parts of cashing out. They want to roll that forever and let the kids take advantage of that step up in basis. Now, when you get into like heavy duty estate planning and your, your, your assets and net worth get high enough, you've got to balance the two. But, <laughs> you know, the end game for somebody that, um, is just focused on what that tax bite can be. A lot of them choose to, uh, swap till you drop or defer, defer and die. You know, that's kind of the running joke that they use for that. Um, so you, if, if you don't have interest in the, in paying the taxes, you can hang on forever. And if you pass away with the assets, the kids get a step up in basis. And one thing I'll add with the, with the Delaware statutory trust, where this is a nice fit, Brandon, it's favorable for estate planning, right? So if your parents pass away with a farm and they leave it to Brandon and your two siblings, you three have to agree on what you're going to do with it, right? <clears throat> you might want to save it, keep it, farm it. The other two might want to sell it and cash out. You guys might disagree on it and ultimately compromise the value of the farm. With a, with a Delaware statutory trust, when you receive those shares from your parents, you guys could each get a third shares of the DST meaning that you can all make independent decisions. Oh, so what you want to do with your piece. Yeah. So it's really clean when you're leaving it to kids, right? So you could say, Hey, this is great. I'm collecting money. I don't have to do anything. I'm going to stay in this and reinvest with Frank. Your sister might say, Hey, I'm going to cash out. I found a, uh, you know, piece of land or a house or whatever she wants to buy. And, and the other kid can do something else too. So it's, it's really favorable to, uh, to hand that off versus like a hard asset or a business or something where the kids got to all come together on a decision. I love that. That's, that's huge. Cause that's a big worry that's on parents' minds when they're, they're passing away is what's going to happen with all this. Cause yep. it can be a, it can be an absolute nightmare and it can tell, tear families apart. I've, yeah, I've seen that happen as well. If it's not, uh, not set up right. So yep. I know one of the big value adds with, with private advisory firms like yourself is you all keep up with a lot of the, the changes in the tax laws, the new trends, et cetera. Are there any examples of like new economic trends or opportunity you've spotted and used to help your clients succeed in their investments? Yeah. I mean, I think um, there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty, right? With what's going on in the world. And um, there could be or might be uh, a change to administrative, the administration, which could dictate some different things. So how we operate is like the here and now, right? We don't know what the future is going to hold. And there's never a perfect plan for clients, whether it's long-term planning or today's planning. So we got to work with the laws that we know as of today. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we take advantage of the 1031 exchanges that while they're here, because they've been threatened to be taken away. You know, we do a lot of bonus depreciation type deals. So we try to educate clients on, hey, you know, here's some tax plays that you guys could take advantage of either through our private deals or through private real estate that you uh, might own yourself. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's really it. We play within the rules that are out there. Um, but I'd say everything we do is tax driven, right? We wanna we, we don't want to do anything under the under the uh guidelines, but we wanna walk up to the line and take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. And you and I as business owners and people are invested in real estate, you're taking chances, right? Every day with your businesses. So unless you're swinging the bat, and that could be for you know, living through your business, write-offs, anything that's out there, there's a lot of things that you could and should be doing. And one thing I see is people getting way too conservative with, you know, what they're taking advantage of under current tax law and and ultimately, you know, hurts them in the end. Dude, I love this. This is, I mean, this is huge. You've been in the 1031 exchange world. I mean, this this is a new vehicle that not a lot of people know about. Frank, this has been eye-opening. If listeners want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, learn more about your company and your services, where should they go? So um, our website is uh, www.revxwealth.com. So R-E- V is in Victor, X is in X-ray, wealth.com. We've got forms on there. If you guys want to fill out, have a questionnaire, our our contact home office number is 610-232-0012. I strongly encourage anybody that has even the simplest of questions to reach out to us. I guarantee we can create value and give you some, some valuable tools. You know, we're coming up on year end. There's still some things you could do um, tax-wise. So if you have a question or you're in a spot, uh, where you're concerned about something, feel free to reach out to us and um, I'll be coming down to Nashville soon to see you, Brandon. Hey, man, come on. Like I said, bring your cowboy boots. We'll have some fun. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, I love this city. There's always so much going on. So definitely reach out when you're down here and uh, yeah. we'll be able to go out and do some honky-tonking. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, hey, it was been a pleasure having you on the show. All right, thanks a lot. <laughs>